we thank you. Hello, am I on? There we go. God, we thank you. We thank you that uh, not only can we come together knowing you, but God, we thank you that your presence is here, right here in this place. God, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you care about us so much that we may have come in one way, but your desire is for us to leave looking more like you. So I just pray that every single one of us would have open eyes, open ears, an open heart to what you're saying this morning. God, I, I see a picture of these next two weeks being transformational for some. And I just thank you in advance for the testimonies. But God, we know that ultimately it's, it's all because of your love and your love for us. So we thank you for that love. We open ourselves up and we just say, have your way, Holy Spirit. We, we also declare the Holy Spirit, you're the only spirit of influence here in this place. And you are bigger than all things that we're facing. So surprise us. We like surprises. And we celebrate the testimonies in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat, you guys. Thank you, worship team. So how's everybody doing? Caffeinated? Ready to go? I heard one person, and it was, it was probably my buddy Spaghetti over there. He's always ready. Uh, I, came, I came here, oh, it was quite a while ago. Pastor Tom, when did you have uh, Joel Brooks here? That was a long time ago. A while back. A while back. Um, you know it's early. Does anyone know Joel Brooks? Joel Brooks, if you, if you don't know him, uh, he has a very deep voice. So when he preaches, he, he preaches down here. And uh, every once in a while, he'll, he'll talk and he'll check in with the guys and he'll say, are you here? Do you hear me? And he's really deep, very deep. And uh, you know it's early when Joel Brooks goes from deep to Darth Vader because his voice hasn't even like, gotten fully awakened in the morning. I, came, I didn't know his voice could go any lower. But uh, when he was here speaking at men's breakfast, he was in the Vader tone. So um, it's, it's early, so let's just pray that my mouth works good enough uh, to, to get out whatever that needs to, to come out this morning. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to be able to speak to you guys. Um, I'm here for the next two weeks. I told Ron DeGraw, if you don't like me this week, then sorry, you're stuck with me next week. Uh, but these two weeks, they're going to go hand in hand. And uh, we're going to do some stuff. I'm going to give you an assignment um, during the week in between, too. So both of these, both of these days are going to go hand in hand. Today's going to be a little bit more presentation, a little bit more um, just looking at some things during the week. I'm going to give you an assignment to just, just observe some things during the week. And then next week, we'll get into some very practical application, but then we're also going to do some ministry as well. So I'm going to ask a, a few guys in here to start praying today for you guys next week. And uh, we'll see what the, what, what the Lord wants to say. We'll release some words and get into some ministry and activation next week. But what I want to talk about this morning, um, I don't even remember what I titled this message. Something about um, 
how uh, patterns can prevent the promises of God. Um, I heard uh, Pete Scazzaro say this once. He says, Jesus may be in your heart, but Grandpa's in your bones. And uh, what he meant by that is uh, we're, we're all influenced by patterns and by our past to a certain degree. And it's, it's interesting how, you know, we can claim Scripture. I think for the past couple weeks you've been talking about the importance of Scripture, right? And, and really getting into the Word. And we can get into the Word, but then there's, there's certain areas in our lives where it's like, man, I'm really pressing into this, but I'm not seeing the results of that. Can anyone relate to that? Pretty much all of us. Or we can get all fired up on, on Sunday if you were here. Jonathan Kahn was here. And uh, at the end of all of his messages, he just really charged us and just, you know, got everyone fired up and in their identity and who they are and everything. And um, it's easy to leave that all charged up. And then Monday morning, we face that one person at the office and we, we get highly triggered and start acting in a way that is not like Jesus, right? And it's like, man, like, how does this stuff keep preventing me from seeing the fullness uh, of God. And so I just want to talk about that a little bit and uh, shed some light on some things because my hope is that God will reveal something to you and it will help the kingdom flow through you even more so than what you're seeing right now. Um, but first, uh, just a little bit about me. Um, if we've never met before, I've been on staff for about maybe 10 years. Uh, and um, it's funny, I love people's reactions. First of all, when they meet me and they realize I'm on staff. That's funny. Um, they're like, how long have you been here? You know, are you new? And, and they usually say, aren't you the one guy that talks about sex all the time? I'm like, no, that's Jake. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, uh, and um, he's our in-house sex guy. Um, and he, he probably hate me for saying that, but it's just funny. He seems to be the guy that always talks about that. Um, so, no, I'm not him. Like, okay, I'm like, I'm the growth track guy. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we recognize you. Um, but then when I start sharing a little bit about myself, it's funny to watch people's faces and, and uh, you know, they'll say, oh, okay, are you married? I'm like, yeah, I'm married. And like, do you have kids? Yeah, I have kids. And, and uh, they'll say, oh, oh, how many, you know, how old are they? And they're like thinking all cute and everything. I'm like, we got three girls. And like, oh, that's so cute. I'm like, yeah, they're 20, 17, and 14. And they're like, what? And I'm like, 20, 17, and 14. And they look at you and they're like, how long have you worked here? You know, it's like something's not adding up. I take that as a compliment, um, but I do. I have three, three daughters. They're uh, 2017 and 13 or 14. And um, my oldest just got engaged, which is cool. So that's a new chapter in our life. Um, and to just up the estrogen a little bit, we also have uh, two female dogs um, in the house too. So maybe you guys need to be ministering to me today. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got one that's engaged, our middle daughter. She's looking at going to an SEC college. And um, like I said, you guys can, can pray for me. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, just wanted to give you a little bit. We, we probably relate in more ways than, than what you realize or for whatever reason people think I'm 20, so I'm a little bit older. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. Everyone's in different places in their lives and everyone receives things differently, but um, after a growth track, I had uh, somebody come up to me and this guy said, you know what? I don't receive anything from you because of your age. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And, uh, and I was like, um, well, tell me, tell me how you receive. He's like, I only receive from people that are older than me. 
And I was like, okay, that's cool. And I was like, I'll connect you with, with uh, Pastor Merle or Pastor Burl or something like that. <laughs> so I saw him the next week. And uh, he's like, yeah, I met Pastor Burl. I'm like, oh, that's great. Or Merle. I was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, how'd it go? And uh, he's like, it was okay. And then he turned around and he sat down. I was like, man, it's just one of those things. It's, it's funny. It's funny to hear how people respond to certain things. And uh, I, I know that everyone's in different, different ages and different stages and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just like you guys. I am. I, uh, I found Christ. I'm on this journey. He gave me a flashlight and I'm finding my way. So my, my heart is I'm just going to share some things with you guys that, that I've learned along the way that have been very freeing for me. And I, I hope it's very freeing for you. Um, where to start? The beginning. In the beginning. So, <clears throat> going back to what I said, it's, it's easy to hear Scripture. It's easy to look at Scripture and, and have a desire to see it, you know, really open something up in your life, but also have that struggle where you're, you're not seeing that. So, how many in here would say, like, you have something in your life where um, maybe something triggers you or there's a, a pattern that keeps repeating or there's something about the way that you show up that it's like, man, I wish this wasn't the case. Or there's a certain someone that like whenever they show up, there's something inside of you that just gets stirred up and you don't know what that is. Anyone there? And those aren't the only scenarios. These are just some scenarios. Um, as I say that and you're thinking about something specific, does anyone have anything in here that they'd be willing to share what that is and trust me with that in, in the moment? If it's too personal, that's fine, but if it's kind of generic, uh, anyone be willing to, to share what that is and, and just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of when you say that? There we go. We got a bold guy. I'm outside doing things and staying busy and stuff. It just seems to be whenever I walk back into the house, there's just something that I just want to sit down and, and do nothing, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, I can't really explain it. I talked to my wife about it, and, you know, I said, I really don't know what it is. She says, well, it's not me, so. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah she's I'm like, I really, got a list. You know, when I walk in, it's just, you know, I know there's things I should be doing, Yeah. but I just sit down and kind of go into a bed state and, it's like a slumber seems to come over me that, you know, and unless I get up and get moving and get out of the house, yeah. when I come back in the house, you know, it, it, I know I should be reading, should be doing some other things, but it just, it's like, why does this keep happening? You know, I keep praying about it and, and trying to figure it out. I haven't figured it out yet, but yeah, uh, trying to overcome that and, and get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's your name? John. John. Is John sharing that? Is anyone like hearing a similar theme? Like that may not be the specific thing. But as he's saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about this in my life. Right yeah, right here, Mark. Mine is health-related issues, yep. and I, I lack 100% trusting the Lord to lead me through it, and he keeps having things happen to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, like my partial hip replacement, you know, I was bullheaded and bought the wrong unit. It did 30 miles an hour, and it caused me to have a fracture of my hip. Now I'm struggling with cellulitis, and... I just need to trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. He's leading me through it. Come on. I wanted to be here Sunday night, and I couldn't. I was passing blood rather than urine. Mm -hmm. And they put me back on Catholics, 
which is an antibiotic and a water pill, and I now can get back into my shoes my size, and the Kethylites has a side effect. When you're in a wheelchair, you get constipated a lot. I'm now regular again. Good. So I'm trusting the Lord to lead me in the right direction, and it's got to be 100%. Yeah. If it's less anything less than that, it becomes an idol to you. And that's my case. Yeah. You know, so just trust the Lord. Yeah. He will lead you in the right direction. And yeah. I can't say that enough. Yeah. I love Thanks, my Lord. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, anyone like same thing it's a, it's a little bit different but he, there's that that repetition anyone else is just like okay I'm, I'm seeing something in my life Ron as well one of the things I struggle with is uh, irritability mm. whether it's something my wife says something a co-worker says or whatever there's just that trigger that yep. all of a sudden that irritability whether it's a demonic spirit or it's just like you're talking about something that's within me and so yeah. I'm always like, okay, why did you get that? Why did you get, react to that that way? And I have to keep putting it down, you know, your ability to go in Jesus' name and yep. just pray the peace of Christ. But that's one thing I struggle with is, is getting irritable with, for just no reason sometimes. Yeah. So will you trust me with that a minute to go a little, do a little back and forth? Ron, Ron and I go back to the, the basement men, men's group days. So um, I know Ron, Ron will do this. So... Um, Irritability, and you said you notice it in different areas of your life, right? Um, so, like, in those moments, think of one specific, like, if you go there right now, it's like, it almost gets you fired up right now. You probably have one of those. Like, how would I know that? I don't know. Like, like, know. like right now. Yeah, like right now. <laughs> like, man, I'm really mad at you for doing this. Um, <laughs> um, so as you, as you think about that, what, what's some of the stuff that, that comes up? Like, what do you feel? Like, what are some of the things inside? Like, as you think about that, what are you, what are you feeling? It's, just, it's like something rises up within me. Yeah. And I get, like, angry. And it's like you can feel it's, and I know that part of it is just me, but part of it is demonic, that I just need to cast this stuff out. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know what it was, a couple few days ago or so, I go on a, a morning prayer walk with a dog. The, the dog doesn't pray, by the way, I just do. Um, <laughs> but I woke up in the morning and I felt irritable first yeah. thing in the morning. So I'm out on a prayer walk and I'm just like, irritability, get out in Jesus' name, you know? And I start yep. coughing, hacking, and, and something comes out and stuff. But there's just, you know, there, it's a, I don't say it's a constant struggle anymore. I've gotten a lot better. How long have you noticed that? Like, if you look all the way, how long have you noticed oh, that it's been guys, a part of your life? Since I was in my, like, 20s. Yeah. So, like, 40 years or more. Okay, so 40 years or more, okay? So part of it could be spiritual, but let's look at the part that's wrong, okay? So over those, you said 40 years or so? Over those 40 years or so, it's become a pattern in your life, and it's, it's caused conditioning. So a lot of the times in these, these situations, we're more we, we're wired for comfort we're wired for comfort and we're wired for survival that's just a, a natural thing that we're where we gravitate to so because this has been a repetition in ron's life it's become a pattern it's actually subconsciously become um comfort to him even though he doesn't want it it's comfortable because it's what he knows it's familiar 
So a lot of the times, things that are familiar, even though we don't want them, they're comfort for us. And anytime we try to go and break them or try to do something different, it's an area of discomfort. And so our body and our mind, our brain, it reacts to it and it says, oh no, if I'm not comfortable, I will surely die. I need to survive. So there are times where we will um, choose the irritability out of comfort instead of pushing through and creating new patterns. It's really interesting. It's, it's this, it, you can apply this to many different things in our lives. There's a lot of studies that show that um, if you notice, if you, if you see repetition in your life, a lot of studies that show the same way that you had to show up in your, your family at home is the same way or the same role that you see yourself play at work or in different systems. It's because you learned how to survive that way. You, you learned how to do life. Maybe something when, when you were younger said this isn't safe and so you created some type of uh, adaptation or some, some way to respond and because that equaled safety, you just applied that as you got older, but as you got older, that safety mechanism started causing tension and chaos in your life. But I, you don't know it. You're not aware of it. Can I comment? Ryan? Absolutely. When you say that, it's, uh, to me, it's a control issue. Because when I can't control the situation, yeah. or when someone's saying something, I go to that pattern of irritability, Yep. and then I control it. There you go. Okay. So we just went a layer deeper. Okay. And uh, oh, Randy Don's going to bring something. Yep. Um, so if you look at, here's, here's where I'm going with this. If you look at the, look at the control, um, start asking some questions and sit down with the Lord and let him speak into that. Like, why is control so important to me? Why is it so important that I have full control? And start asking some of those questions or have somebody ask you those questions. And once you start getting deeper, you're going to realize that the irritability wasn't even the thing. The thing that you thought was the thing is not the thing. It's this thing. And as soon as he shows you, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. And once you know the truth. I have a wife that helps me with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But she might have a biased opinion. So uh, he said, I have a wife that helps me with that. But the, the, the key to that, Ron, is once you hit the truth, the truth will set you free. Thank you, bro. I yeah. was just going to say, be very careful with words like demonic, demonic attack. It's, it might be a, that the devil's trying to attack you, but you cannot, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. Mm. So you're a child of the king. You're a son of God that lives for God. Now, this is very important because I think in our culture today, I think people still think there's demons that live in them while they're serving Jesus. Now, be careful, okay? Because the Bible says your temple is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So even though the devil can attack and make it, make it irritable, because he does that, that's what his job is, mm -hmm. be very careful to call it that a demon's in me and I have to hack something up. I'm just saying, I just heard your words. I'm, yep. I'm just trying to bring clarity because there might be somebody in here thinking, wait a minute, what was that just now? Mm -hmm. So the Bible says we're sons and we're daughters of the king. Once the royal blood's in us, then we, we can entertain stupidity. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. But we have, to, we, have to we have to not cast out a demon in us. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's, it could be an attack and it's usually flesh that's irritable. Yeah. 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 I love that. And, uh, you know, we are renewed spirit, soul and body. 
And one of the areas that I feel like we're really lacking within the body of Christ is in the soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And that's where all of our programming is. And the devil loves it. The devil loves it when we fight him and it's not him. Because we're not seeing what it actually is. Um, there are times where, like I said, there are times in life where it's like, man, I'm praying these prayers. I'm, I'm going to these uh, healing, whatever. And all those things are good. I'm not saying that they're bad. But while we're fighting the enemy, God's trying to reveal something to us and we're missing it because we're so focused on the enemy. We're not focused on the kingdom within us and the resistance that's right here preventing the kingdom from flowing out. So just like our 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 short little conversation with Ron and the ability to just pause and look at irritability. Irritability started to turn into control. And once he starts looking at that, control is going to start to turn into something else. It's going to turn into something else and eventually you're going to hit it. And as soon as you hit it, God's going to be right there with you. He's going to dissolve that. And in that area, you're going to start seeing that there's a new way. Now, it's going to take some, some rebuilding to start a new pattern. But the key is, the first key is awareness. Once you're aware of it, once you see it, you see it for what it is, then the Lord can speak into it. But it's, it's really interesting. That's why I want to talk about conditioning and pattern. You know, the Bible says, don't be conformed by what? But be renewed how? Right. So don't be conformed by this world, but be renewed by, by the transformation of our mind or the renewing of our mind. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. All of us are conformed by this world, whether you like it or not. And not just conformed by this world, but conformed by three or four generations. It's in the Bible. And I would dare say even longer. So it's one thing to know the promises of God and claim them. That's really important. But it's another thing to be unaware of some of the things that God is wanting to see you move forward in. There's a little term, and I'm going to read you the definition of it. There's a little term called spiritual bypass or spiritual bypassing. And this is what spiritual bypassing is. It's a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, uh, wounds, or unfinished developmental tasks. So just as much as God wants us to grow spiritually, he wants us to grow emotionally and relationally. Because if we are to love him and love others, the only way to truly do that is to love yourself and know yourself. Um, I was talking with Pastor Bernie the other day. He just got back from a mission trip. And um, crazy testimonies, just crazy, amazing testimonies. And out of all of the craziness and all of the amazing miracles and signs and wonders and all this other stuff, I keyed in on, on one thing, and I was asking them some questions about it. And they were ministering in the slums. And uh, in this, this one particular slum, they didn't let any outsiders in, ever. They never let any outsiders in, and they were the first people to go in. And as I was hearing his story, I keyed in on something, and I asked him a question. And, and I said to him, I was like, hey, uh, gospel aside, the message of Jesus aside, like all of that aside like do you think these people have ever in their lives experienced genuine kindness a genuine kindness 
And he's like, no, absolutely not. And it was the genuine kindness that they carried that opened the door to the gospel. They went in there, they fed these people, and now other people came into that slum that were, that were allowed in um, because they wanted something and they needed something they were going to pay them. And they brought food in and they gave them clothes, but it wasn't genuine kindness because they used their women for things that we won't talk about in this service. They've never experienced genuine kindness. And it was the simplicity of genuine kindness that opened the hearts of that people group to the gospel. Why is that important? Because if there's anything that is slowing that flow of genuine kindness in us, God wants to speak to those things so that more of him can flow through us. As I was thinking about Pastor Bernie and that, that testimony, you know, I was thinking of the scripture of, of Matthew 5.44. It says, um, I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. That's a hard thing to do. But wherever it seems hard, wherever it seems like that love is being prevented from flowing out and being able to truly jump into that and do that, that's an area that God wants to speak to so that more of Him can flow through you. And a lot of the times we don't know what that is. We don't know what that is that's blocking us. And so we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll say, you know what, well, I'm, I'm a, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that, that's true. That is true. But we'll say that and then we won't look at it. God wants to look at it. God wants to speak into it. God wants that part, whatever's causing the resistance, God wants that part to be renewed. And so I, I sit down with a lot of people. Uh, some of you in here I've sat down with. And I, I did exactly what, what I did with Ron, but taken a little bit further. Um, or or they'll, they'll say, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this. It's like, okay, let's just take a look at that. Let's take a look at it. Let's get curious. Let's not judge it. Let's not assign meaning to it. Let's not even label it good or bad, just for the sake of looking at it, right? Start looking at it, and, and you realize that, like I said, the thing isn't the thing. I was meeting with someone the other day, and uh, this person was coming to me saying, how do I change my mindset in this situation? Like, are you willing to look at that? Yeah, let's take a look at that. <laughs> it wasn't the situation. It wasn't even the mindset, and it wasn't even the person that was supposedly triggering the mindset. We eventually got to a place of identity and purpose. And this person felt like in those situations, what's triggered in them is they aren't fully seen for who they are, and because they're not seen for who they are, they no longer have a purpose and an identity. And there was an element of control in there, too. So they wanted to control the situation so that they always felt like they had purpose. And so they were trying to control the people around them instead of the garden of their heart. And one of the things that I really felt like the Lord just dropped in that moment was this person had a desire to control everything. And everything that this person wanted to control, they couldn't. But the one thing that they could control, the one thing that this person could control, was the thing that they were really looking after, was identity and purpose. No one can take away your identity and purpose. No one can. You have full control over that. 
If you hand that over, then that's on you. But if God says you are someone, you have full control over that. So we went from the situation, the person, the mindset shift, all the way to recognizing and realizing that you have full control over the fact that no one can take your identity from you. So when you show up in a situation, show up in a way to where you know who you are and the value that you bring and operate from that place. Totally just like flipped this person's paradigm. Now it doesn't make the stuff go away, but it allows you to engage with it differently. It allows more of the kingdom to flow through you. And we could get more and more into this, but we don't have time. I want to give you a couple minutes to, to talk. But I just want to share this quote with you before I dismiss you. Um, this is uh, Buckminster Fuller. He says, You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. That will speak to a lot of things in our society today. But what obsolete model is in your life that the Lord is wanting to change and build a new model so that his kingdom can flow through you on a more regular basis? That's my question to you. And what I'd like you to do with that question, I'm going to pray, but after I get done praying, what, I, what I'd like you to do with that question is just talk Talk at your table. If anything is bubbling up, maybe pray for each other. Um, but during this week, here's, here's my charge to you. And if you do this, it's going to be highly beneficial. It sounds easy, but it's hard. I want you to observe. Observe yourself. Take times, maybe put it on your phone, schedule it or whatever, where you actually pause and observe how you're engaging with the world around you. If there's some things that you're noticing that are patterns or cyclical, or if you don't understand why you're showing up a certain way, or it's like, oh my gosh, I've, I've done this a certain way and I don't even know why I do this, but the Lord just revealed it to me, just take note of those things. Don't judge it. Don't analyze it. Don't try to change it. I want you to bring those things back with you next week. And we're going to do some ministry, some activation. We're going to look at this a little bit more. And I really believe that the Lord is going to shift something inside of you. Maybe some of you have thought, you know what? I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm broken. You're not broken. You're just programmed. You're not broken. It's just a pattern. It's just a system. There's nothing broken about you. So let's let the Lord reveal those areas to us. And let him speak some healing into those areas. And you will notice some, some great things. So I'm going to pray for you guys. Like I said, if you're willing to take that challenge on, it's going to be highly beneficial for you. And uh, when we come back next week, it's going to be very, very freeing for you as well. So Father God, I, I just thank you. I thank you for this group of men. And God, I thank you that they have the courage to dive in deep with you. And God, I pray that as they um, ask for you to show them things in their life, God, that you'll do it with love. There's never any condemnation, Lord. There's never any condemnation when you reveal things to, you, to us. But when you reveal things to us, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to know you more, to see you more, and for the world to see more of you in us. And so, God, I just pray that you would be with these men throughout this week and even in the conversation at their tables. And, God, I thank you for great things in their lives. In Jesus